Good evening. Our top story tonight, the wide receivers across the NFL, which rookies are actually starting. We've heard lots of chatter of who thinks they've won a starting job, who will start week one. But what is the truth? What is a lie? We are here to cover it all on Player Profiler today. By my count, there are, are already seven wide receivers that are starting as rookies. And it's early. It is early in the offseason. So this number could climb with some camp breakouts, with some training camp performers. We know all of this buzz, this rookie hype never ends. But for now. The seven wide receivers that are already starting for their teams. Number one is, of course, Jackson Smith and Jigba. We know that. It's obvious. Jackson Smith and Jigba would have started for the Seahawks last year. Were he on the roster, he would have easily beat out Marquise Goodwin to be the wide receiver three. It is no competition between Jackson Smith and Jigba and Dwayne Eskridge. That is not a conversation in the slightest. It doesn't matter. JSN, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Those will be the three wide receiver sets for the entirety of the season. And at some point, maybe not in 2023, I believe by the end of the season, but at some point, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to leapfrog Tyler Lockett on the depth chart. He's going to be the wide receiver too. When they go two tight ends, it's going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba on one side, and it's going to be DK Metcalf on the other. I believe that will happen by the end of the season, but I could be wrong. But 2024, 2025, at some point, Jackson Smith and Jigba is also going to pass DK Metcalf. Yes, Jackson Smith and Jigba will become the wide receiver one for the Seattle Seahawks. I believe it'll happen in 2024, but Entering 2025 at the latest, it will be Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver one in Seattle. But for now, he is one of the starting three, as is the player that was drafted directly after him in Quinton Johnston. Now, there is some controversy. There is some conversation because Quinton Johnston is the one who announced that he had won a starting role at the Chargers early in training camp, early in practices, Early in the offseason, he was given the wide receiver three job. And now that's very possible, but it seems more likely that while Josh Palmer was not practicing, Quinton Johnston was the obvious wide receiver three. And so maybe Quinton Johnston is just projecting a little bit, seeing, hey, I'm on the wide receiver three right now. I must have won the job. Go me. But that's not a guarantee. Because Josh Palmer was not practicing. So there's a chance that Quinton Johnston and Josh Palmer rotate as the third wide receiver. Josh Palmer, obviously more familiar with Justin Herbert. But the Chargers did draft Quinton Johnston to start eventually. They're going to give him every opportunity to start. And whether or not he was telling the truth that he's already won the job, if he's saying that, He's obviously pretty confident that it's going to happen sooner rather than later. And it very well could have already happened. This could be the truth. I'm just saying it's not guaranteed 
that Quinton Johnston actually beat Josh Palmer out. There's a chance that Quinton Johnston is just assuming. Because Jalen Guyton, he's still rehabbing too. Obviously, Jalen Guyton, not a threat for Quinton Johnston, John Hightower, all these wide receivers, not a threat. It's Josh Palmer and it's Quinton Johnston. But Quinton says it's his job. And if you want to know more about Quinton Johnson, if you want to know more about Jackson Smith and Jigba, there is one place for all the information your heart desires. And that is the world famous draft kit. Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team, and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team-level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league, do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, <laughs> it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. Go and get the draft kit and dive into Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers drafted right after Quentin Johnston. And Zay Flowers is already a starting wide receiver. He might be the wide receiver three, but he could be the wide receiver one. Because right now, or at least in minicamp, in organized team activities, Zay Flowers and Nelson Aguilar were the top two wide receivers. We all remember that Rashad Bateman, he had the cortisone injection in his foot. It's a little bit scary. We'll see what happens come training camp. But no Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham didn't practice at all to start OTAs. And then come mini camp, he started to work his way into the offense, but he was still just a rotational piece. Either way, Zay Flowers was able to gobble up those reps in two wide receiver sets. And when Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham come back, there's a chance that he's the wide receiver three, but it's probably more likely that Zay Flowers ends up leading the Baltimore Ravens in wide receiver snaps. Rashad Bateman has the foot that is currently bothering him. So the Ravens would be wise to, even if he's not injured, even if he's not missing games, to dial his snaps back just a little bit. Same with Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham shouldn't be playing every snap at this point in his NFL career. He doesn't need to. Odell Beckham can take some snaps off. Zay Flowers can lead the Ravens in snaps. Nelson Aguilar also gives them a body 
when they need to rest Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham just to give them that little bit of extra break. So Zay Flowers could be the wide receiver three, at least the wide receiver two more than likely, and good, good chance that Zay Flowers leads the Ravens in routes run in 2023, aside from Mark Andrews, of course, the real wide receiver one for the Baltimore Ravens. And then Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison was drafted to start day one. It gets Jalen Rager off the field and onto the bench as the wide receiver four five. And instead, it's Jordan Addison versus KJ Osborne to be the wide receiver two. Now, Jordan Addison did miss a bunch of time during mini camps, but when he was on the field to start, he was electric. Jordan Addison is going to be the wide receiver two. If not week one, week three, he's that damn good. And Jordan Addison is going to be second on the Vikings and targets. He's going to out target TJ Hawkinson. Jordan Addison is the real deal. And it's, it's not just the first round receivers that are already starting. Jaden Reed has locked up a job as the third wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He is the starting slot receiver. And I'm not going to be surprised at all when he ends up as the wide receiver two ahead of Romeo Dobbs. Remember, Romeo Dobbs was a day three pick. Romeo Dobbs wasn't particularly good last year. He wasn't efficient. His PFF grade was bad. He wasn't good. And then they go out and draft Jaden Reed in round two. They spend more draft capital on Jaden Reed than they spent on Romeo Dobbs. He is already working with the first team. He is taking reps on the outside. Jaden Reed will be the wide receiver two sooner rather than later, but he is already starting. He is already the Green Bay Packers starting slot receiver. And Josh Downs is probably the starting slot receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Now he does have to beat out Isaiah McKenzie, who is that perennial wide receiver three, four. Josh Downs is going to take the job from Isaiah McKenzie early. And again, much like Jaden Reed, Josh Downs is a better wide receiver than Alec Pierce. Now, Alec Pierce, he was a second round pick. We thought he went too early, but he did get that day two draft capital. But Josh Downs is just better. He is a better route runner, better producer. Josh Downs is going to be the wide receiver two in production for the Indianapolis Colts. But because of the size of Alec Pierce, it's going to be tough for him to leapfrog Alec Pierce in snaps because in two wide receiver sets, there's still plenty of blocking snaps that happen. And so the Colts very well could decide, Hey, let's keep Alec Pierce on the field over Josh Downs and two wide receiver sets because yeah, he's a downgrade as a receiver, but what he does allow us to do also opens up some other things. We can run some plays that we can't run with Josh Downs. So these are the things to think about. And these are the reasons why I'm not particularly big on Josh Downs and dynasty, because even when he becomes the wide receiver too, when he does pass Alec Pierce, he's still going to be in a low volume offense with Anthony Richardson. Michael Pittman is still going to be the alpha, but it is an accomplishment that Josh Downs is already starting for the Indianapolis Colts. And the final wide receiver, the seventh wide receiver that is going to be starting in week one is Michael Wilson, the wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, drafted in the third round. He is the prototypical X receiver. He can beat one-on-one -on -one coverage. He can handle corners in press man. He has the size. He has the athleticism. 
and he has the route running that Michael Wilson is going to be starting in three wide receiver sets early in his career. He's going to have to beat out Greg Dortch, and Greg Dortch showed last year that when on the field, he's pretty damn productive. And we believe targets are a skill. Greg Dortch commanded targets. But it is a less than ideal starting lineup when you have the 5'10 Hollywood Brown as your wide receiver one, forced to play X on the line of scrimmage. And then in the slot, you've got Greg Dortch, who is five foot nine and slow, though he is productive. And at Z, you've got the five foot seven Rondale Moore. That is not an ideal pass catching core, though it would be great for Trey McBride in the red zone. He's going to eat there if that were the case. It's not a good looking lineup. And so Michael Wilson, he might not be on Greg Dortch's level yet. The ability to command targets and a win might not be there yet. But what this actually allows the offense to do, allows Michael Wilson to play on the line of scrimmage at X. It frees Hollywood Brown up to play off the line of scrimmage as the Z. He can be going deep. He can be put in motion. That is the role that Hollywood needs to play. And then you get Rondale Moore in his natural slot position. He is miscast when he is moved outside at Z. He can do it. And in football sense, it makes sense. He's got the speed. It opens up things underneath, but it is not the ideal usage of his talents. Rondale Moore better in the slot. And that is why Michael Wilson should and will start. Then we get to the top backups, but there is one final player. That actually, he's starting now. He's working with the first team, but it's because of injuries. And this player is Trey Palmer, sixth round draft pick out of the University of Nebraska, transferred from LSU, total dog, learned how to be a pro from uh, Jamar Chase, a Juju, or not Juju Smith-Schuster, a Justin Jefferson, a Terrace Marshall, a... All these guys, Keishon Butte, who also saw himself drafted real late. We'll get to him in a little bit. But Trey Palmer, already working with the first-team offense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Russell Gage was not practicing, which means Trey Palmer was operating as that Z. And honestly, Trey Palmer probably a better fit for this offense than Russell Gage is. We've got Mike Evans. Mike Evans is the DK Metcalf in this Dave Canales Seattle Seahawks knockoff offense. And then we've got Cooper, or not Cooper Cup, sorry, Chris Godwin. And Chris Godwin is the, well, Chris Godwin's kind of both. He can be the Tyler Lockett or he can be the Jackson Smith and Jigba in the slot. We've seen him more in the slot. Russell Gage can do that job too, but so can Trey Palmer. And then if, we are counting Chris Godwin as the Jackson Smith and Jigba in the slot. Then Trey Palmer is a lot closer to Tyler Lockett than Russell Gage. Russell Gage does not have that top end speed to take the top off of defenses that Trey Palmer has, that Tyler Lockett has. And so while Trey Palmer might not be an official starter week one, he's going to see some rotational reps early on. And that is the last wide receiver that is kind of a starter currently a top backup but in the starting mix now 
the current top backups, Jonathan Mingo. Jonathan Mingo has a chance to win the wide receiver one job, but as things stand today, right now, Jonathan Mingo is the wide receiver four. He is behind DJ Chark. He is behind Terrace Marshall. He is behind Adam Thielen, and that is okay. Jonathan Mingo, though, could pass DJ Chark. He could pass Terrace Marshall. Probably not going to pass Adam Thielen. They gave Adam Thielen all that money. Adam Thielen's going to be the slot receiver too. But as things stand right now, Jonathan Mingo is going to have to work his way onto the field. It's going to be possible. Terrace Marshall has been inconsistent, which has opened the door. But for now, Jonathan Mingo is not going to see the field a whole lot. He's going to be the fourth wide receiver, as is Marvin Mims and Rashi Rice. Rashi Rice isn't going to be starting week one. Unless there's an injury, of course, which is very possible with Kadarius Tony. But the current offense of the Kansas City Chiefs, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he plays that stretch X role. He plays on the line of scrimmage, runs those wind sprints for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kadarius Tony can play in the slot. He can play out wide at Z. He can play off the line of scrimmage. Kadarius Tony, you can move him around. The same with Sky Moore. Sky Moore can play wide. He can play in the slot whatever you need him to. Now, Rashi Rice, he compares better physically to Juju Smith-Schuster. And last year, Juju Smith-Schuster was the one in the slot. But who's to say that Rashi Rice is going to beat out Sky Moore, who was also a second-round pick, who we all loved last year, and has an extra year in the offense, learning the system. And then Kadarius Tony, We've heard Kadarius Tony is the wide receiver one for the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel it's more likely that Marquez Valdez-Scantling will be the wide receiver one in snaps. Kadarius Tony will be out-targeting him, absolutely. But Rashi Rice is going to start the season as a backup, and there's no guarantee that he even beats out Richie James. Richie James is the model of consistency. He is the definition of reliable. So Rashi Rice might end up starting the season as the wide receiver five, just like Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims. He is behind Jerry Judy. He's behind Cortland Sutton. He is behind Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick has had praise as the best wide receiver that the Denver Broncos have as an all-around football player. Possible that Marvin Mims struggles to beat out KJ Hamler, who's been there, or Marquez Callaway brought over from the New Orleans Saints along with Sean Payton. What if he starts the year as the wide receiver for because he knows the role and Marvin Mims starts as just the punt returner? I believe Marvin Mims one day will be the wide receiver one for the Denver Broncos, but that's not going to be this year. He's going to be a backup. And the same could be said for Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson. They could be the wide receiver one. Tank Dell could become the target hog in the slot week one for CJ Stroud. It's possible, but it's also possible that Nico Collins is out wide at X. Robert Woods is Z and John Mechie's the slot receiver though. He didn't play last year though. We didn't practice with the team. He has an extra year learning the offense. So what if John Mechie gets the nod early and what if Xavier Hutchinson sixth round draft pick? What if he ends up showing out all the guy does is score touchdowns. What if Xavier Hutchinson ends up leapfrogging Nico Collins leapfrogging Robert Woods? This is a wide open depth chart for the Houston Texans. As things stand now, Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson are backups, but they could climb 
pretty quickly. As for the rest of the true backup, Cedric Tillman is a true backup for the Cleveland Browns. He is going to be the one-for-one replacement for Donald Peoples-Jones. DPJ will start the year. The job will be his as long as he holds on to it. But Cedric Tillman was drafted to replace Donovan Peoples-Jones when he leaves in free agency next year. But for now, he is just a top backup. Same with Trey Tucker for the Las Vegas Raiders. He is a more natural fit as a Z receiver than Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro is going to be miscast in this Raiders offense. We've got Devontae Adams. He's the wide receiver one. They signed Jacoby Myers to play the slot. And so putting Hunter Renfro out wide in a Z position, which is typically a field stretching position, that doesn't really make sense for Hunter Renfro. Naturally, Trey Tucker fits that position better, but he's not going to be starting over Hunter Renfro. That's just not something that's going to happen. So he'll need a trade to become an actual part of this offense. And same with Tyler Scott. Tyler Scott is the one-for-one backup to Darnell Mooney. He can stretch the field. He can do, he can go in motion, do some of those gadgety things. And he could probably play in the slot too. He is also the one-for-one backup to chase Claypool, the starting slot receiver. But at the same time, he might not even be the true first off the bench because Equinemius St. Brown re-signed. They love his blocking. He's that kind of guy that just sees snaps. So Tyler Scott with the Chicago Bears, we're a fan. We hope that he can develop long-term. Maybe he can be the replacement for Darnell Mooney if he walks in free agency next year. But for now, he's just a true backup. And Puka Nakua, the final true backup, where if anything happens, he slots right in. Because if Cooper Cup goes down, Puka Nakua can slide right in the slot. If Ben Skoranek doesn't work out as X receiver, well, Puka Nakua can play X as well. And if Van Jefferson doesn't work as the Z or he goes down, Puka Nakua can play that position as well. Puka Nakua can do anything the Rams need him to. They don't want him to start. They actually want him to be behind Tutu Atwell too. But Puka Nakua, for now he's a backup, could be in the starting lineup at some point. And then... There's a lot of depth. There's some depth that we got excited about. Jalen Hyatt isn't a top backup. He's a depth piece. He is going to struggle to see the field. Isaiah Hodgins is starting. Paris Campbell starting. Darius Slayton starting. But then once they see the return of Sterling Shepard, Jalen Hyatt's not going to be playing over Sterling Shepard. Once they see the return of Wandell Robinson, Jalen Hyatt's not going to be playing over Wandell Robinson. So just a pure depth piece for Jalen Hyatt. Charlie Jones, same thing. He could be the wide receiver for, he could be the top slot receiver behind Tyler Boyd, or he could be behind Trent Taylor, Trent Irwin. He's going to struggle to see the field without an injury. Justin Shorter for the Buffalo Bills, same thing. There is just a lot of players at wide receiver in this class that aren't going to make a difference in 2023. Darius Davis, he's a special teamer for the Los Angeles Chargers. He's not going to make an impact on the offense. Dontavian Wicks, maybe. Maybe Dontavian Wicks beats out Romeo Dobbs. That's something that could happen. But Parker Washington, he's not seeing the field for the Jags. 
Kayshawn Butte might not even make the team for the New England Patriots. Same with Demario Douglas. Those two are possibly competing for one roster spot. A.T. Perry is not going to make a difference for the Saints. Antoine Green isn't going to see the field for the Lions. Colton Dowell. Yeah, Colton Dowell was drafted. You probably don't remember, but he was. He's not seeing the field for the Titans, even though their depth chart is completely bare. Grant DeBose, he's not going to see the field for the Packers because he is a slot-only receiver. And Jaden Reed is the starting slot. And behind him, you probably have... Anyway, anyways, Grant DeBose, doesn't matter. Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell might have been the worst wide receiver pick in this draft for the San Francisco 49ers. He's not going to see the field this year. Ronnie Bell is never going to see the field for the San Francisco 49ers. It's just not going to happen. And so I know it's fun to get excited about wide receivers. It's fun to get excited about all the shiny new toys. And it's pretty great that we've already got seven wide receivers starting. And we've also got Puka Nakua and Trey Palmer that could mix in. And it's fun that Jonathan Mingo, Rashi Rice, Marvin Mims, that they could end up starting at some point. Tank Dell, Xavier Hutchinson, same thing. You're going to be disappointed if you rely heavily on any of these wide receivers that haven't already locked up a job. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.